Righto, it's 25 minutes to two, and I'm pleased to say that uh, joining me right now is the uh, the boss of the whole show, Dr. Lisa Slade, from the uh, well, assistant director of the uh, of uh, the Australian or the uh, South Australian Art Gallery. Lisa, lovely to have you in the studio for a starter. It is so lovely to be here, Pilko. Thank you. Now, tell me, the Art Gallery, are you doing okay? We are doing okay. We've been open since June and yeah. we're probably tracking, look, on average at about 50% of our regular visitation. Right. Three months ago, though, we brought back all of our public programs. So if you were around last Friday night, you will have noticed that our first Friday program was back right. on, which, in ex- which is an extended hours program on the first Friday of the month. Our kids' program's back. How did the uh, how did the art gallery of South Australia mm. get an exemption to actually keep the doors open? Good on you for doing it, but how did you do that? Well, we didn't get an exemption. We closed our doors for ten weeks, and then oh, we were you? able to reopen. Yeah, we are really lucky, Pilko. There are a couple of factors. One is space. We have plenty of space. Oh, so which the means social distancing thing can precisely. be right. Okay. So we have room limits, and we yeah. certainly have event limits, and we're taking bookings in a way that we haven't before because we have yeah. to ensure that everyone is safe. But we have enough space to ensure that pe- people can get around. The other thing about an art gallery is that you are, as you would know, you are required not to touch things, right. which means that these things, hands don't get involved mm. in the uh, the act of looking at art. Yeah. So the art gallery is a relatively safe place to visit. So you had to close for 10 weeks. There's close so many for 10 places, weeks, right? That's exactly reopen right. Reopen again. When you go in there, are you mm-hmm. obliged to wear a mask? No, you're not obliged no. to wear a mask. In the are you encouraged to wear a mask? You are certainly permitted to permitted, wear a mask. Yeah, right. So what you are encouraged right. to do, of course, is to sanitise your hands yeah. and to make sure that you are keeping to all of the social distancing. So what have the numbers have been like? The numbers are pretty good. Yeah. You know, it's about 500 per yeah. day. Usually we have around 1,000 or more per day through right. the art gallery, around 500 at this point. And then there are little peaks when we have some of these events all carefully controlled. We launched the feast event at the art gallery last week to a, a small group. Right. We have our Tuesday lunchtime talks. They're back. They're capped at 30 people. We've had 130 in those in the past, but we're capping those at the moment to 30. So we've come up with a series of very safe limits across everything we're doing at the Art Gallery. Right. We're doing things differently. We're doing more online, as I'm sure many right. people are, but we're also doing live events because our community says to us, we want to get back, we want to so see So when you say live events, Lisa, you're talking about what, social groups or perhaps a, a yes. group at work are actually going along and having a, a bite to eat there and a couple you of drinks? It. The restaurant's you, been oh. Open, reopened oh, okay. since June, yeah. so you can come along. The Friday nights, first Friday is particularly great. First right. Friday of the month, yeah. galleries open till nine pm. Of course, the restaurant is open, but you can come along for a guided tour in safe numbers. So there's there's, there's some geese, not geese. So there's some uh, <laughs> a person who actually takes you around and explains to you about the the, the different exhibits. You got it. So for a, a turkey like me, that'd be the way to go. Actually, have somebody, uh, Pilka, you're looking at such and such That's and right. such and such, painted by so and so, created by so and so, and all that sort of. Stuff. And at the moment, we have a major exhibition on, an exhibition called Tarnandi. Now, 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 tell me about that. Yeah, so Tarnandi is a Ghana word. It's a yeah. word that describes the first light of day, you know, that golden moment, right, that golden right, hour. Yeah, yeah. It's an exhibition that's on every year with the support of BHP. We're able to do the most incredible things with Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander artists across the country. Isn't that big all of a sudden? I mean, deservedly Enormous, so. But deservedly I mean, so. Going back we 10 years, you never up. heard of it. It was people like John and Ros Moriarty years and years ago here in Adelaide who said, you know, this is, this is, this is art, this is culture that ought to be recognised and kind of exhibited. And I think we're in a really special place, you know. The fact that we're positioned here in Central and South Australia means that we can look up and out, bring people to Adelaide as a destination for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander 
art. Right. Our exhibition's on at the moment, and we're doing our art fair. Now, usually our art fair is, is held in the middle of October. What, what, what's an art fair? An art fair is where you get to come along and yeah. buy some art directly from art centres. Okay, when you go along, is yep. the price negotiable, or do you go along and actually it, it, it's designated? The price is the price. The price is the price, okay. The price is the price, right and the on. price has been set by the artist and the art centre. Oh, right. So, so in, in be... collaboration, the two of them actually Indeed. sit down and say, this is what this piece of work is realistically valued at at the moment. You've got it. Okay. 50 art centres from across the country. Right. So from Queensland, from the far west, from, of course, the centre, yeah. and from down south, yeah. all converging, all of their work converging on Adelaide from the 4th to the 6th of December. The event, which will be a COVID-safe event, of course, will be held down at Lot 14. You see, for those of us who know a little about it, uh, uh, Lisa, you're probably too young to remember, but years ago sure the then that. Prime Minister, Gough Whitlam, um, bought, um, what was it, Blue Poles? Indeed, 1972, uh, I think it was, around uh, then. That far back, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah that, well, that was the time that Gough was Prime Minister. And those of us who were invited along to the opening, we thought, oh, Gough, Gough had to be drinking. What have you done, And, and he paid, I reckon he and paid And look it, at it now. Uh, and it was by some guy, Pollock, mm. not the cricketer, Graham Pollock, but some mm. guy, uh, mm. what was his name, the guy who paid Jack Jackson Pollock. Oh, him. Yeah, Very right. good. Yeah. And, Very good. But we looked at it and we thought, oh, Goff, you've got to be yeah. joking. And now it's It's probably, a series of sticks. Now it's arguably the most valuable work in this country and one of the most valuable in the world. Really? It takes a great degree of foresight and bravery. When you first saw it, though, game. did you think, this is going to be a winner? Because when I first saw it, I thought... It's just, it's you weren't a, so sure. It, well, no, I, I, I was sure. I was sure it was a dud. A whole <laughs> series of sticks. You know, I thought... But you, I don't see, I don't actually think they're sticks. Everyone's Googling right now. But right. they're not sticks. There's more going on than sticks. It's full, it's full of energy. It absolute. you fold and fall into that it's painting. Worth, it's worth it's 11 dynamic. or 12 million dollars or something or other At there. At least. At least. You know really? that, you know the gallery's collection is this state's single most valuable asset. Is that right? I mean, it is certainly worth investing in, and I mean that on every level. What's the most valuable piece that you've got on the Art Gallery of South Australia? Well, actually, there are a number of pieces, yeah. and the gallery has been, since its inception in 1881, characterised by really brave steps. And so the strength of the British collection, for instance, the British works are among the most valuable works yeah. up in the in the millions, but those works were acquired with so much kind of foresight. Obviously, South Australia was very British in the, yeah. in the late 19th and early 20th century, but there are some incredible works. The first work acquired by the artist Lucian Freud, there is no Australian institution that could easily acquire a Freud these days, but the Art Gallery of South Australia has the first work acquired into a public institution. It's on view right now in Gallery 13. If you've got a question for our guest, uh, the uh, Assistant Director of the uh, Art Gallery of South Australia, Dr Lisa Slade, give us a ring on 8223 0000, that interactive number of ours. Uh, from Wilson down at Wollonga. Wilson, um, Dr Lisa, no doubt you've been able, lucky enough to have visited some of the great galleries of the world. What is your favourite art gallery? Would it naturally be the Louvre in Paris or where else? Well, I actually, the Louvre, not so actually, to be honest. No? Well, just because, I mean, the collection is, is formidable, but the experience is, is, is not entirely. Why do you or, say that? Well, because there are so many people that flock through that museum every day. Yeah. That this, that the place itself is kind of heaving with tourists. Everybody today, wants to though, go and I see the, the, the Mona Lisa. That's where everybody And that's actually by. what I find so disappointing. The Why? best parts of the Louvre, well, because it's so, so kind of typical, so conventional. Yeah. 
Simeon Chardin is my favourite painter in the Louvre, and there's a beautiful selection of his still life paintings, C H A R D I N. And you can get up into the top corner of the Louvre, and there's nobody there with you. So if you do make it to the Louvre, go and see the Mona Lisa, of course, but also go up and see the Chardins. Go down into the Islamic art collection, which is actually in the basement of the building, yeah. in, a, in a new building. Yeah. Um, it's probably not my favourite, though. My favourite are the smaller places. There's one in Venice called Palazzo Fortuny, yeah. and it's Mario Fortuny's museum that he's made, and he hangs all sorts of things together. He brings things from different cultures and different times, and he hangs them together. Now, if you've been to the Art Gallery of South Australia lately, you'll notice that we've taken a bit of a leaf out of Mario Fortuny's book because we like to bring things together in conversation as well. I don't think people are too interested in stepping into a museum and having a kind of art history lesson in a dry old way. But even so, it'd be great to go to the Art Gallery and have somebody actually take you around in, in a group, mm. I'm not saying individually, but in a group, and explain to you what you're seeing and who did it and, uh, and maybe every how they Every day did. of the year, Pilko, except for Christmas Day, we only close one day, we have guided tours every right. single day, usually about six a day. Right. Tours at 11, tours at 2, tours at 12.30, and tours of our current exhibition, Tarnandi. Billy uh, sends us an email. Pilko, can you ask your guest? Our guest is the uh, Assistant um, Director of the Art Gallery of South Australia, Dr Lisa Slade. Billy's question... Has um, has your guest been to a Pro Hearts gallery up at Broken Hill? I have indeed. I love that's, Broken Hill. That's sensational, yeah, isn't it? Absolutely. And you know what's so interesting about Pro Heart? He was an avid collector. So the interesting thing about artists is not just that they make their own work. Of course, they're fascinated in the work yeah. of other artists. So he actually had quite the collection. I mean, he's got a painting there, a famous painting by somebody, and I said to his wife. Yvonne, or whatever her name is, lovely lady. I said, how did, and she calls him Kevin. Mm. It's Kevin, uh, a yeah. pro heart, has yes. got another name, yes, Kevin. That's right. And I said, how did, uh, how did the little bloke uh, get this? And she said, he swapped it for, um, for half a dozen of his. Mm. And he's got some painting there of a clown by somebody or other. Mm, I'm not sure which one that is, but I do know he's, he actually has some Salvador Dalis, among other things. He's got some Salvador Dalis yeah. there. Yeah, At one stage of the game, he refused to have um, uh, a security system mm. or a sprinkler system in, yeah. in, in the gallery. Well, most museums don't have sprinkler systems. They have other methods because, right. because water is not a friend of art, as right. you can well imagine. Right. There are other ways of cap keeping those works safe. Right. What's your favourite painting? This is probably oh, a ridiculous... You, it, is, is well, the, it kind of is, but it, you could say it, to me, it, what's it, my favourite painting from the 1820s? That that would be easier. If somebody said, Lisa, OK... What's yeah, my favourite painting of yeah, the day? Yeah, well, yeah. Oh, look, there are so many, but I'm actually going to talk about probably Vanessa Bell. I never so, heard of her. Well, we're talking about the British artists before, so that's where my, my mind went. Yeah. There's a really important British artist. You've probably heard of Virginia Woolf. Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah The yeah. sister of Virginia Woolf was Vanessa Bell. Oh, really? Yeah. Talented family. An incredible family, yeah. and she was a, a fantastic painter, quite the maverick, very open-minded. And she, well, there's a beautiful work called Gordon Square, Bedroom Gordon Square from about, oh, I want to say 1913, but I might be wrong about the date, that hangs in the art gallery. And it's full, it's it's a sombre painting. You know, there's paintings that they don't, they just immediately communicate yeah. with just a few lines. There doesn't need to be too much going on. There's not too much colour. There's not too does much Does it depend on, upon, upon your mood sometimes? I think it entirely does. And I yeah. just thought of that one then off the top of my head, right. but there would be a different one every single day, every single hour, every single minute. Artwork is incredibly 
redemptive and generative. I mean, I, I find it to be the most creative space to be in, to be in the company of art. And it's probably no surprise that our numbers have been relatively good back at the art gallery because people are seeking inspiration, seeking some form of, well, to, to kind of, you know, meditate in the company of art, to have that thoughtful, reflective space. Art gives you that. It's uh, just on a quarter to two. We're talking with the Assistant Director of the Art Gallery of South Australia, Dr Lisa Slade. This is from Margot at Hope Valley. She said, who is the Australian artist that uh, the Duke of Edinburgh took a fancy to, so much so that he's got a couple of his paintings at his study in Buckingham Palace or wherever the heck he lives? Who's the Adelaide artist, that uh, the old grumpy South- Duke? South Australian artist, it's Vincent Namajira, I think. I mean, I, I know that Vincent Namajira has been collected by the Queen. I don't know if it's the Duke so much, right. but, but hey, let's talk about Vincent Namajira. Yeah. There's one of his works. Now, Namajira, you know the name. Right, right, He's right. the great grandson of Albert Namajira, the oh, right, famed right, watercolorist right, right. of the middle of the 20th century. Right. Vincent Namajira lives up in the APY lands. He's actually, I believe, receiving an OAM right now. Really? Which is a very exciting moment. Wouldn't Albert be so proud? Absolutely. I was staggered when uh, Kevin Hart said to me that Albert Namajira couldn't write and when he would sign his signature, he'd actually copy whoever had last written his name down. And I said, what are you talking about, uh, Pro? He said, well, sometimes his signature on his paintings will vary depending upon uh, who uh, who actually said, all right, Albert, here you go. Yeah. Uh, but 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 Kevin an oral Hart. tradition, yeah. you know, of course, an oral tradition. But you've never he was seen a such painter, mastery. Write. This oh, is it. Right. So Vincent Namajira, we have a work in our collection which won the Ramsey Art Prize oh, last that's year. That's right, right, yeah. right, 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 right. And so that's a fantastic. It's a hilarious portrait. You'd love it. It's called Close Contact. On right. the one side is Captain Cook, and on the other side is a portrait of Vincent Namajira himself. Right. Now Vincent's works, he likes to paint the Queen, which is why his work. I think there are at least two works in the Royal Collection and at least two works in the BM or the British Museum. Right, South so. Australian artist. Good as that. It's uh, just on 12 minutes to two. Our guest is the Assistant Director of the Adelaide Art Gallery, uh, Dr Lisa Slade. You've got a question for, for Lisa, by all means, give us a ring. The state government's record infrastructure investment is creating thousands of jobs. We're building what matters to provide safer roads, access to better healthcare closer to home, world-class schools for our kids and affordable housing. We're creating more jobs and better lives for South Australians. Because the things that matter to you matter to us. To learn more about the projects in your local area, visit sa.gov.au. A message from the Government of South Australia. Get more from your motoring, especially if you drive a Volkswagen. Mawson Lakes Volkswagen opens November 16 with state-of-the-art servicing, complimentary loan cars, next-day servicing and breakfast or lunch on us. Because when you're Adelaide's newest Volkswagen dealer, you want to give more. It's time you got more care and more great servicing deals on the best badge in the business. Mawson Lakes Volkswagen, open November 16. Visit the website for our early service specials. Just a short drive from the city. It's uh, just on 11 minutes to two. You're in need of a good night's sleep and there's no doubt about it. Everybody's in need of a good night's sleep and if you want to actually get some information on how you can sleep comfortably and all the rest of it, go and see a young bloke over there at the um, the Ultramatic showroom. It's uh, right opposite um, uh, Scotty's Motel. You can't 
can't miss where it is. As soon as you say Scotty's Motel, people immediately know where you're talking about. And right opposite the showrooms, in fact, right in front of the showrooms, there's loads and loads of free parking. A young bloke, Ali, who simply knows more about sleeping and getting a good night's sleep than anybody I've ever come across. He's got these uh, ultramatic adjustable beds at the moment. He's clearing all of the current stock, which means you can save as much as $1,000 on an ultramatic, fully adjustable beds, regardless of how you might sleep, how often you might sleep. It's so important. It's the sort of thing that you take for granted, but if you, if you consistently don't get a good night's sleep... The repercussions are you're grumpy, it's not good for your health, you don't get along with people, uh, you're not good at work, you're not good socialising, and you can overcome it with one of these ultramatic, fully adjustable beds. They look a million dollars, he said, and there's a thousand dollars off at the moment as he clears all of the current stock. Go and have a talk to younger Ali, I said a young bloke who knows more about getting a, a good night's sleep than anybody I think I've ever come across. You can go online, ultramatic.com.au, but the thing to do is actually go to the showroom itself, I said, opposite Scotty's Motel, so everybody knows immediately where it is and there's loads of free parking right outside the front of the showroom there Ultramatic and I said uh, Young Ali is the bloke to talk to if you like you can go online ultramatic.com.au find out more details and then go to the showroom itself and have a look see for yourself Here at 5AA we're all about supporting local Midweek rules in the west hit the Henley Beach Hotel for dinner every Wednesday with amazing $15 rump and every Thursday for dinner head to the Ramsgate for a palmy just $15. Hello. Frank Walker from National Tiles. National Tiles have slashed the price on DIY Kimberley Hybrid Flooring to an unbelievable $29.95 every day of the year. That's right. DIY Lay and Click Kimberley Hybrid Flooring slashed to $29.95 every day of the year. Go online now at nationaltiles.com.au and save on Kimberley Hybrid DIY Lay and Click Flooring. It's child's play. National Tiles. Now you can. Hi, I'm Rose from Dentures Direct. At Dentures Direct, we'll spend the time with you to discuss any denture problem or concerns. Whether you need your first set or you're not happy with your current dentures, our experienced Dentures Direct team are here to help. And if you have an SA Denture Service form, make an appointment with Dentures Direct and save 50% off your co-payment. Call the Dentures Direct team today on 8357-5555. That's 8357-5555. An important notice to both current and former Aveo residents and their estates. A class action is underway against Aveo Group by residents who claim Aveo misled them into believing the introduction of the Aveo Way contracts would make them no worse off, when in fact it took away their right to transfer their capital gain entitlement to a new buyer and paid them nothing for it. For more information, please contact Class PR on 02-8267-9499 or email contact at classpr.com.au. on Main North Road from 7am every Sunday for the Jeps Cross Market. Visit wallace.com.au Scraped your caravan? Walker Crash Repairs, an RAA-approved caravan crash repairer. This is Tony Pilkington. And our guest on this half hour is uh, the Assistant Director of the Art Gallery of South Australia, a lady who loves what she does, uh, Dr Lisa Slade. Lisa, we've got a, a question here for you from uh, Vivian, who's up in North Adelaide somewhere or another. Hello, Vivian. Oh, hello. Yes, um, I'd love to know, I'm, I'm fascinated by this se- segment, um, would the uh, Dr Slade know if there's any uh, John Singer Sargent or Francis Bacon? 
We're punching above our weight, as they yeah. like to say, when it comes to the art game. Mm-hmm. All right, Vivian, thank you for the call. Thanks, you've, Vivian. Um, you've got a, a studio down there where visitors and, yes. and kids can actually go in and, and get creative. What's that all about? Well, the late Diana Ramsey yeah. loved art, yeah. and her attachment or her, her kind of love of art began when she was a young girl. So she has she and her late husband, uh, James Ramsey, have actually transformed what we do at the Art Gallery of South Australia. They fund, through their foundation, a space called the studio, as you say, where people can come in and experience art themselves. You don't have to see yourself as an artist to enjoy making art, to enjoy making art. And I actually think COVID has probably... you know, reawoken our kind of sense of creativity in some ways. I know right. that there's a craft boom happening at the moment. Just go to Spotlight and you'll experience that. Yeah. You know, things are walking out of those places because people have just, I think, started to realise how important creativity is, how it can be such a way to kind of feed the soul. So the studio is just that. It's inspired by the exhibition program, so it changes all the time. Right. And you can come in. It's booked for school groups. And then on the weekends, you can come in and you can be an art lover of any age. Hilariously, when we started, right. we were like, that's a great space for kids. You know what yeah. we learnt in about three and a half minutes? Yeah. It's a great space for everybody. Lisa, are you an artist yourself? I have been, but I'm really a writer now and uh, a curator, and I've been a writer and a curator for a long time, but I spent ten years in the classroom, right. which meant that I had to be able to do everything. So I had to be able to throw a pot on a wheel, I had to be able to etch, I had to be able to do most of the kind of things. Were you a good artist? I wasn't particularly good, no. I was no? always better at writing. Well, that's why I'm in that's that, why I'm a curator. Was that heartbreaking all of a sudden to think I love it, but uh, it's not was, a, a natural talent that I've got? No, because I could see that I was much better at talking about Really? Mm. That's just, yeah. you know. You so you made that adjustment. Now, what have I you got did. planned for next year? Well, I, I next dare say year. knowing the, the, the <laughs> likes of yourself and just, just the energy that you've We've got. We've got a few things going yeah, on. Go on. Go on, tell us. Well, very excitingly for the festival period, we have an exhibition of probably one of the most enigmatic women artists in the world. I was going to say in Australia, but I think she's bigger than that. Clarice Beckett is her name. Right. She's an artist who died in her late 40s. So she died relatively young right. and she was such an enigma. She studied, so she's from, she's Victorian. She studied at the National Art School in Melbourne, right. but then she left that school to study with an artist, a very divisive artist in some ways, called Max Meldrum. She's known for her relatively small work. They're small because they were all painted outdoors. She worked, as they say, en France, uh, en plein air. She worked outside. So she would paint these works directly. She made this little cart and she would bring this wheel, this cart around and make the pictures in the outdoors. Now, her very making was her undoing. Why? Because it was while she was painting in in her 40s, in about 1935, in Beaumaris, that she caught double pneumonia and died. Really? She looked after her parents. She didn't marry, didn't have children, which meant at the time, and we're talking now about the 1920s and 30s in Australia, so 100 years ago almost, she was, she, her job was to look after her parents, which meant that the times that she could best escape to make her work. She was married to her art, wasn't she? She was married to her art. That's a beautiful way of putting it. And it was very difficult for women then to be taken seriously as artists and indeed as, as a single woman. It was just understood that she looked after her parents. She's in Beaumaris, cold Victoria. Cold Victoria. In the middle of winter, outside painting. So 
They are, if nothing else, incredibly spiritual works. We'll have a major ticketed exhibition. With the help of an Adelaide benefactor, we were able to acquire 21 of her works, giving us an incredible collection of her work. And that starts when? That starts late February, February 27, and it runs through until Mother's Day in May. All right. Lisa, lovely to have you back in the studio. So lovely to be here. I love your energy and all the rest of it. And it's uh, nice to catch up again. That's the uh, Assistant Director of the Art Gallery of South Australia, Dr Lisa Slade.